with the second trailer of Su- The Suicide Squad coming out just a few weeks ago, and that means that The Suicide Squad will be dropping this July, I just thought that it would be really nice to rank all DC films, no, that's not DCEU films, including the DCEU, but with Lego and animated, um, so yeah, let's get into it, and after that we're going to do a gaming session, uh, we haven't done that in quite a long time, have we, um, with Joe, remember him from the earlier episodes, um, which has Rocket League, Forza, Smash Ultimate, Animal Crossing, uh, go and check that one out by the way, so, um, yeah, let's just get into it. Okay, so, uh, yeah, as I was about to say, welcome to the Cathy Podcast, and again, today we're doing a DC ranking, um, and here I've got the man of myths and movies, Mr. Benji. Hello. Sorry, you're going to have to say that again, that was a little quiet. Hello. Yes, sorry, I just had to, yeah, okay. Um, so, shall I go first, or should you go first? But before um, we do that, before we do that, can I ask you something? Yeah. Seeing as you like DC quite a bit and you've read a bit of the comics, can you please give us a fun fact about uh, DC? There is a side story about a version of Batman where instead of becoming a vigilante hero when his parents were killed, he went down more of the path like the Joker, so he became a villain. Oh. And, Yeah. So he became quite a dangerous villain. Oh, that's quite interesting. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I might as well kick it off. So um, starting with my number 16, this Teen Titans Go to the Movies, a bland and forgettable film that really just doesn't hit the right notes for me. Um, so I'm going to describe what I hate about it, clearly. Um, so... I got I give gave this a 39 out of 100 when I do my scores and because um as I remember this I so it's about Robin and he wants a movie and to be honest you don't get it's a teen titans film but you do not get the other titans because it's all focused on Robin and they do, and Ro- the other titans do not get any say on it whatsoever it's just Robin's film, and to be honest, I don't even like that film. Um, I don't know about the casting because it's just voice actors, and I don't. I have not watched the Titans Netflix series, so and all the comics, so I'm not sure exactly how they speak and how they act. But um, it just shows another version of the characters that I really, really don't like. They're all stupid and selfish, and they have no brain cells. Yeah, that's about all I have to say. What's your number 16, Ben? Mine is Green Lantern. And this, I enjoy the film, but I think I've put it in my 16 because for me, the story just doesn't make sense. Okay. But at the point where the alien lands with the Green Lantern ring and gives it to Hal Jordan, who's played by... Ryan Reynolds, who I think they could have done a lot more with. But um, at the point of that, I think the story just sort of falls apart. Oh, okay. What about the story made it fall apart to you? 
I just, I think they could have um, made the character who eventually becomes the big villain closer to Hal Jordan um, than just a scientist who was experimenting on the body of the alien who gave him the ring. I feel like they could have made that character closer to Hal Jordan so that it was more impactful when he became the villain. Oh. Uh, so that I think that was actually a very good summary. Uh, moving on to my number 15 is Batman vs. Dracula, the animated movie from 2014, I think. I want to say 2014. Um, so basically, it's about a Dracula that lives in Gotham City and uh, the Penguin and the Joker, who are played stupid in this, um, basically revive him. And I'm pretty sure that the Joker and the Penguin both get killed off in the first 20 minutes of this film. Or they get made into vampires themselves. And to be honest, I really didn't like this. It's it's just a side. I'm pretty sure it was in the comics. Was it in the comics, uh, Ben? I think Dracula has been in the DC comics, but I don't think there was really a big storyline with him and Batman. Oh, well, um, this is just unneeded. And to be honest, all the stupid, like, all the stupid puns. Like, the Joker makes so many bat puns. Uh, sorry, like, vampire and bat puns in this movie. It's just so stupid. And the Dracula hardly even speaks. And when he does, he's like... He's American. Not, not like... Well, to be honest, a Gotham is American. But, like, I just kind of... Not like Transylvanian, like Dracula normally is. Yeah. Um, you're quite a horror expert yourself, so... Um, I enjoy it to an extent. Yes. But I only really enjoy it because of the monster design elements of this stuff. Oh, so okay. Like seeing the monsters and how they're designed, quite, it, I quite enjoy that. Got it. So, uh, what's your number 15, Ben? Mine is actually your number 16, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. Oh. Because I enjoyed it because I, from the point of enjoying like Cyborg and Beast Boy, they're two of some of my favourite characters. Um, but I think I agree with you. It centred too much around Robin when the title was Teen Titans goes to the movies, not Robin goes to the movies. And Am I, I allowed to add something? Am I allowed to add something? Oh, Yeah. I think the only reason that they did the plot point of they want a movie was because they can use the title Teen Titans Go to the movies. I'm pretty sure the show is called Teen Titans Go. Is that right? Yeah, the Teen Titans... The show is Teen Titans Go. Oh, okay. uh, On Netflix, which you've said you haven't watched. No. Basically... Maybe if I did, I'd probably get a better idea of it. But... The, the plot line was kind of random, the fact that when they said, oh, only um, heroes with an arch nemesis become true heroes and get their film, the fact that Robin then went looking for danger, in the wise words of Mufasa, the king doesn't go looking for danger, but he's always ready for it. Oh, nice so quote. Just, is, I, that, is that from The Lion King? Yeah. You, you make um, quite a good podcast host, to be honest. 
But, um, yeah, I just think Robin too quickly decided to go looking for an arch nemesis instead of basically doing loads of battles and figuring out which ones rivaled him the most. He just basically, the first crime they heard about, they decided, this is going to be our arch nemesis. Okay. Um, I think that's a pretty fair summary. Um, moving on to my number 14 is Batman and Robin, 1999 or 8? I'm, I'm not really sure. I think it's 1999. <clears throat> this is kind of just a mess of a film. They they kind of just messed up Robin. They messed up um, Mr. Freeze with all the, fr- all the ice puns. It was terrible. I, I was cringing. And... To be honest, to cast Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, like, come on. They could have, firstly, they could have given him a better role. And secondly, the only thing he says, as I've just said, is ice puns. And Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy, I found her really uncomfortable. And Robin's kind of relationship with Poison Ivy, again, I found pretty uncomfortable. It made me uncomfortable. Basically, anything related to Poison Ivy in this movie made me uncomfortable. I don't know why. It just it just le- left a bad taste in my mouth. And even Batman and Robin. It's called Batman and Robin, not Batman vs. Robin, which is also a DC film, which I have not got on my list. Ben, have you got on that in your list? Am I allowed to ask? Have you got um, Batman vs. Robin on your list? Hello? Ben? Hi? Have you got Batman vs. Robin on your list? Um, no, I don't. Oh, okay. You, you don't need to keep on mute when I'm talking. Just in case I were to ask you something. Or you want to add something. Okay. Um, I so- was sorting something. So. Yeah. Sorry about that, listeners. Um... <coughs> So I feel like that it was that it's a Batman and Robin film, and I feel like they're always going at it, like fighting in this film. They're always fighting about something, and that is why it is my number fourteen. Ben, what's your number fourteen? Now my number fourteen is the Justice League movie. Got it. Um, and I think it was this because there was a good reason for it, but I found the fact that it sort of changed the way it was directed slightly or like parts of the film because the director did change. Um, and I just think that kind of took away from the effect of the film because I think I was really enjoying it at the beginning, how they were tying all the storylines together. And then I think the fact that the other director came in, I think that sort of um, changed it a bit, and I didn't really enjoy that. Yeah, I know you could... um, Well, actually, I've got Justice League later on in my list, but I can basically say, um, before I forget it, which I probably won't... I probably will say it now, but I wouldn't have said it. It's very, very clear when they switched, like, the scenes that they switched. You can clearly tell that they're not Zack Snyder's scenes, that they're Joss Whedon's scenes. Yeah. 
I definitely think that was something that um, may have hindered the film slightly. All right. Um, so my number 13 is a Lego film, Justice League versus Bizarro League. Um, this is basically a Justice League, but from a different dimension. They kind of leaned into that in the... Um, well, to be honest, I'm actually going to start with the film. Um, so they... I don't think... It was a strange mashup that I don't really think that they wanted to do but they were like oh the bizarro league was pretty co- popular in the comics we might as well use it um yeah um i have something to say about that um those characters okay um i quite enjoyed the bizarro character because i quite liked the fact that it was a superman who came from a reality where everything or a lot of the stuff was reversed or changed and he had um, like opposite powers, so he could breathe heat and shoot like frost out of his eyes. And I quite liked how they made that sort of character. But I think they went a bit too far making Bizarro the entire Bizarro League because they leaned very heavily into the opposite of the heroes, and they started to become more villains than just. Have you, have you watched uh, Justice League versus Bizarro League? No, but I have read some of the comics with the Bizarro League in it. So oh, I'm okay. From a comic point of view. Yeah, so the, it isn't... I can get what they were trying to do with the whole Bizarro League thing and how they were all opposites, but it just doesn't work and it ends up being a messy, messy film that, to be honest... I really don't like, and as you can probably tell, because it's my number 13. Speaking of number 13, what's yours? So mine is actually one, I think it's called Batman Ninja. but it's Yes, it actually animated, is. It's an animated film where it's basically sort of the Batman characters if they were ninjas. And I would have put it a lot closer to the number one spot on my list if one of the battle scenes had been a bit different because one of the battle scenes kind of ruined it for me in a way because I was really enjoying it because I really enjoy like ninjas and samurais and Batman but when it got to the scene where there were like huge mechs fighting and it just sort of ruined the ninja feel of the film because I've never really thought of ninjas as people who would make huge mechs and stuff. Oh, that, that's, that's so, kind of agreed. I haven't actually watched Batman Ninja, but I, I can see where you're going with this. It doesn't That doesn't seem right. Yeah. So that was my number 13. I don't really have anything else to say because I really enjoyed it. It's just that put it so much higher on my list or lower on my list because of that. All right. So, yeah, you're number 12 now. Oh yeah, so you might actually not think this is a DC film, but if you search it up on Google, it's supposedly a DC film. Um, so my number twelve is Scooby Doo and Batman: The Brave and the Bold. I love Scooby Doo, but not Batman. No, no, sorry, I love Scooby Doo and Batman, but not together. It doesn't work. They they just try to make stupid, stupid things. Like to be honest. 
I don't like, I know this is the title of the show, but personally, I don't like Scooby-Doo, the character. And I feel like um, making him a superhero as well, plus Robin, plus the Joker, plus the Penguin. I think they also added Two-Face and Catwoman in this. Um, But they were trying to work out the mystery of, I can't even remember anymore. But they were trying to work out some mystery in the Joker. I think where they were at a log, kind of woods. I All I remember, they were at the woods or something. And they were going camping, and then they suddenly encountered Batman and Robin. When now, uh, I, I... Oh, yeah? Um, something about this. This is a film about Batman and Scooby-Doo joining up. I think this might have come before it, but there was a... In one of the series where it was like Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, where in every episode there'd be like a guest arrival who would help them solve the case. Yeah, I was I was about to say that is exactly why I what I don't like about Scooby-Doo. I, I yeah. personally love Scooby-Doo, but when they make because silly cameos like that, it doesn't work. Yeah, there was an episode of the Scooby-Doo and Guess Who where there was Scooby-Doo and Batman, and they were fighting Man-Bat, who is a character from the comics. Yes, I I do remember in those old games, I think it was an Xbox game in about maybe 2013, 14, where Man-Bat was a playable character, and you would uh, fly around the streets of Gotham, like just gliding off buildings and stuff like that. That, And, um, yeah, I've also got a Lego minifigure of Man-Bat, so... Quite cool. Um, I think we're kind of getting off the Scooby Doo esque of this, but yeah, it's a pretty yeah. disappointing film, and I wouldn't really recommend it. Oh, your number twelve. So I've got Batman: Dark Knight Rises, which okay. I think is the one. It's the one with Bane. Yeah, the one with Bane. I like how Tom Hardy plays Bane in this film because I like how they show in one of the first scenes where you see Bane, they're in a plane that actually gets ripped apart and they show how Bane is quite a funny character because like one of the char- one of the people with Bane says, would it hurt if I took your mask off? And then the Tom Hardy of Bane says, um, or the Bane of Tom Hardy, or however you want to say it, says, um, yes, for you. So he's sort of got that like violent and comedy put together there. So I quite like how Tom Hardy conveys the violence and the comedy to right. that character. Uh, can, I, can I warn the listeners for something? I personally haven't seen any Nolan Batman films. Like, so for example, uh, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, or Batman Begins will not be in my list because I haven't seen them. But Ben has seen all three, so you need to watch out for The Dark Knight and Batman Begins later. Yeah, that's all I need to say. So I think that's all I have to say about Batman Dark Knight Rises. I just really enjoyed it as a storyline because um, of the um, way that Tom Hardy plays Bane. Oh, and there was one other thing, though. I like how, because at the beginning, um, 
Bruce Wayne had actually sort of, in a way, retired from being Batman. And his leg had been injured in the film before, I think, or something. And basically, when he decided that he needed to get back into being Batman because there were crimes popping up all over the place, he actually, there was quite a funny scene for me where um, he asked Alfred to help him get like this. Um, I think it was basically a thing that you could put on your leg and it would help your knee move. So basically he put that on and it was really tight and Alfred laughed at the face he was making and then um, Bruce said, would you like to try it? And Alfred said, no, thank you. And it was just sort of, but it was in a different tone. It was just sort of the comedy between the two characters I quite enjoyed. All right. Um, so. Oh, yeah. To my number 11. Um, we have Green Lantern. The only reason this is so high on my list is because the others are so atrocious. And I, do, I really hate Green Lantern. Well, to be honest, all the hate that it gets on the internet probably isn't needed. It isn't that bad, like as bad as people say it is. But it isn't it isn't good at all. It like all the esque of it. Like at some points they try to be funny, but it just falls flat. And what they tried to do with the storyline and the casting, to be honest, was as as you said, could have been a little bit better. And the way that they use the characters just wasn't awesome at all. So uh, yeah, I think that's now, about what I have to say. That was my number 16, so that's quite a funny thing how your, I think, number 11, is it? Yes. My number 16, so it shows how we both sort of saw the same point, but I saw more, I thought that affected it more than you did. Yeah, it's mainly not that it's bad, it's that there are worse films on it. Yeah. Well, that's basically all I have to say about it. What's your number 11? Mine is Lego Batman. So, oh. I think our first Lego film? Or no, no second. Because Justice League and Bizarro League is one you had. Yes. So, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed the comedy in Lego Batman and the way that all the Lego figures worked together. And it was really, really fun. And I liked how there were the moments between Batman and Joker where Joker was saying, oh, you can't be Batman without me, I'm your arch nemesis. And then Batman was saying, I don't need you. And then at the end, um, Batman and Joker sort of became their old rivalry again. And I really enjoyed that part of it. But like, I, d- I can't really see any big flaws, but that just shows that how much I enjoyed my number 10 through 1. So, yeah. So, so does that mean you'll recommend all the films that are to come? I think most of them, yes. I think, yeah. So, I will tell you when I recommend all the films to come. But, um, going with my number 10 is Superman Quest for Peace or Superman 4. Um, it's actually, um, widely renowned as one of the worst superhero films of all time. And 
it isn't bad for me it isn't bad i don't hate it the cgi for that time was pretty bad as well but um sorry i mean pretty good for that time i don't i don't see anything bad about it it's just it doesn't it says no point for it it just is there that's basically all i have to say about it and the casting was actually quite spot on and and I find that they could have used a bit of more of Lex Luthor. Um, so is this the one with the moment in it where there's the kryptonite in the leather drawer and Superman can't see it? I cannot remember, to be honest. Or in the lead drawer. I cannot remember. I have not seen this film for six months and it's so forgettable. <laughs> But um, yeah. the the way that they also the way they use I think his name was Sun Man or something. Um, I I will search it up later and then I'll tell you in the next episode. Well, we'll be by the way check this one out. We'll be uh, reviewing all of course all Marvel properties and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <gasps> Yay! Uh, so yeah, that'll be pretty cool. <coughs> um, so maybe at the end of the episode, um. Once Joe leaves the call, we will um, talk about what we're looking forward to in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, <clears throat> yeah, so there's nothing particularly bad about it, nothing particularly good about it either. It's just there. What's your number 10? So my number 10 is one that you did mention when I was talking about Batman Dark Knight Rises. It is Batman Begins. Oh, okay. So I really enjoyed this one because I enjoyed sort of the chemistry between the characters. It's just, I it is a really enjoyable film. Okay. Is that is that all? Uh, I think so, yeah. I can't really see any fault in it. Okay. And so, so the, yeah, okay, I, sure. Yeah. Um, my number nine is Justice League. Again, <clears throat> a bit like Green Lantern. The only reason it's high is because the other films are worse. But to be honest, I probably like this more than other people because on first watching it, I did not see any flaws in it. On watching it again, I seem to see that there are other um, things that... Like, you can see clearly, once I knew that there were two directors, I could see clearly that there were two directors. So, yeah. Um, and it's very, it's very, um, it's very repetitive, uh, to be honest. As, uh, for some reason, I find it quite repetitive. I'm not sure about the Snyder Cut, because I haven't seen it, but Joe has seen it. Uh, sorry, not Joe. Uh, ben has seen it. And we'll get onto that later. Um, but I really could see the flaws between the two directors. So, so uh, wait, wait, before, before we do that. Uh, what? So I am going to have to leave <gasps> in 10 minutes. So how is that going to work with the rest of the podcast? Because... Oh no. Um so we actually have to take a short intermission though because um I can only record for 30 minutes until I have to redo it. So uh yeah, so we're going to take a short intermission and
Uh, we'll be back with my number eight and sorry, Ben's number nine. Okay, so let's get into it. Uh, sorry, let's. Yeah, okay. You, you got what I mean. Okay. Um, I hope you like that song. Uh, that was Ali. Um, from the Anchor Library. Go and check that one out. Um, go and get Anchor and press new episode and it will be there. Um, I don't know why I said that. But, uh, Ben, what's your number nine? So, my number nine is finishing the triad. It's Batman Dark Knight. Oh, okay. So again, this was a really enjoyable film for me. The same as Batman Begins. I just... I enjoyed this a bit more because I felt it had a bit more... I understood the storyline a bit more, so I... Wait, wait, Ben, 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 can I... I just remembered we both forgot Dawn of Justice in our list. So before that, where would you put Dawn of Justice? Um, I think it would probably be my 17th, actually. 17th? Oh, Okay. Um, it would be my seventh, yeah. personally. Okay, we can, we can carry on. So, are we continuing? Yes. Yes. So, um, I just, I felt I enjoyed it more because I understood the storyline of Dark Knight more than I understood Batman Begins. So, it was more enjoyable for me in that sense. Now you're number eight. Okay, so um, I said that this will come, um, but um, yeah, so, oh wait, Joe wants to say something. What do you want to say, Joe? Oh no, that was ages ago. My wife, I wasn't sending it through, don't worry. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, um, I would recommend every film from this on. <clears throat> My number eight is Suicide Squad. This, the casting is spot on. The second half of the film is spot on. <coughs> the characters are spot on. The only reason why it's not higher <clears throat> is because, firstly, Enchantress is a terrible villain. I kind, I dislike Jared Leto's Joker from the others. And also, it takes... It's such a slow burn. It. I think I read on the internet that it was like half an hour to just introduce the characters or 45 minutes to introduce them all, including um, Enchantress and stuff. And that's half the film. And once it once the action gets on, it's really good. But when it happens, it's just so slow. Um... And also, I didn't really enjoy the way they put um, Amanda Waller. Like, one second, she's she's good. Imagine if Nick... If you haven't seen this, just imagine if Nick Fury suddenly started shooting his team at S.H.I.E.L.D. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Because, like, I had the impression when they were doing this that she needed every member because of all of their skills. And that's why she had all of them and kept them in line with the bombs. I never really expected her to use them. So when she blew up 
she I didn't. I forgot his name, but the one that tried to escape when um, with the grappling lines, when she blew up his head, I was just a bit surprised by that because I thought she needed all of them. I never expected her to then... Yeah, and also um, it was a bit surprising and it wasn't really needed. Um, but Ma, uh, sorry, I was moving on to my number seven, but what's your number eight? So my number eight is Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Now, I really enjoyed the storytelling in this film and the way they used Ares as the villain. But I think they could have put, because I loved all the, like, because I loved the, the flashbacks to talking, or the talk about, like, how Ares is an enemy of the Amazons. But I feel like they could have talked about that a bit more and made it make more sense. See, seeing as you're the man of myths and movies, can you tell us a bit about Ares? So he is the god of war in Greek mythology. Got it. And effectively, he enjoys moonlit strolls walking over the dead bodies of his enemies effectively he's very violent and yeah he's generally seen as when the gods are going to war he's generally in the front because he loves fighting so that's and i didn't really see that come through in the film but the reason that's not something that lowers it for me is because this isn't the Ares from the myths. This is the Ares from the DC films and comics. They're not the same person. So that hasn't really lowered it for me in that respect. Okay. Is that all you have to say about it? I think so, yeah. So you're number seven Yes. Now. My number seven is Batman B-Leaguered, another Lego film that, to be honest, is probably... I don't know why it's so high up on my list because I enjoy it a lot but to be honest it doesn't really okay this is the only one in my top eight that I do not fully recommend like you should def most definitely watch the film because it isn't it isn't it, it's a bit slow and you sometimes get a bit bored but the story and the writing and how they developed the characters was so good that I just couldn't help putting it high up on the list. That's basically all I have to say about it. What's your number seven? My number seven is Suicide Squad. Okay. Now, I agree, I agree with most of the stuff you said about it, and I mentioned about the fact that um, I was surprised when Warner got rid of one of her people. But I think another part... That I think I think it just lowered it a bit for me. It would have been higher if this hadn't happened. But I don't think they really would have given loaded guns to a person who never misses his shots. Oh, yeah. Shot. yeah. Like, he could have probably figured out how to shoot it to get an angle for it to bounce back and kill all of the guards. Oh, yeah. But I don't understand how they trusted him enough to give him a loaded weapon well of course as as we find out he does miss but i feel like he kind of missed on purpose do you think that when he was no he definitely did miss on purpose you could tell because when they meet her again 
Um, she says, thank you for missing. And he says, yeah, I did it on purpose. Or like she says, you missed. And then he says, on purpose. So either that's him trying to keep up his record of never missing, or the one that I feel I like he actually cared about her, though, because that, that's... Yeah, as the film went on, they definitely got closer. So I think they definitely did care about each other. Yeah. So shall I move on to my number six? Yes, and then I think I might have... Okay, we'll just speed run these. Um, my number yeah. six is Superman Returns. Okay. What's your number you six? No, no, that's the point. Speed running is when you just go through it. Uh, uh, my number six is Shazam. I like the casting in that. Okay. <laughs> my number, uh, my number five is Wonder Woman 1984. It's really bland, and I feel like they just tried to fit too many things in. Although the casting was brilliant. Um, my number five is Titans versus Justice League. Ooh. This was an animated film, and I really enjoyed it because of the storyline between Trigon and Raven, which caused the conflict. Okay. Um, my number three is Lego Batman movie. I loved how they, a bit like the Lego movie, they combine Lego and Batman. Or, uh, well, not, they didn't do that in the Lego movie, but, like, they... In the Lego Batman, they combine Lego and Batman, but they actually, unlike, um, like for example, uh, Batman, DC Heroes Unite, which I just mentioned was my number four, they kind of realise that it's Lego, and they kind of play with it, like, for example, when Joker's shooting the guns, he goes like, pew, 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 like, he says it with his mouth, and he asked to build out of, like, Lego blocks, so I found that really interesting. Uh, uh, what's yeah, your number three? I like the comedy aspect of that. Yeah. My number four three. is... Three. I haven't said my number four. Oh, if you're not. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> my number four is Man of Steel. I just really enjoyed the storyline here. And I love how the way it shows that when um, Callow eventually killed Zod in the final thing by snapping his neck, it showed that he didn't want to kill him. It showed that he hated himself for killing him. And I like how they showed that Superman is not a killer. Okay. My number two is Wonder Woman. Uh, okay. I have nothing to say about it except for that it's a really good film and I would enjoy it. I'd also recommend it. Yeah. So my number three now is Titans the Judas Contract. I It's, again, it's the second um, instalment of the two films that it's the second part of Titans vs. Justice League and I really love the storyline where Terra joins the Titans and then it turns out that she was just being used by Slade to gather information Oh, uh, you can also do your number two if you want Yeah, Wonder Woman 1984 I think the only thing that made it not my number one was the fact that it took so long to get to the point where it was the final conflict. And the final conflict, I think, was... For me, the final conflict was the battle with Chica, not the battle of minds with Maxwell Lord at the very end. Okay. And my number yeah. one is Shazam. It's a really fun movie that... 
to be honest, I don't. I wouldn't have thought that I'd put it this high on the list, but my ratings never lie. I rated this, I think it was 84 out of 100, so you probably can tell that none of these films are really, really, really good, but they're still pretty good, so I would recommend all of them. Ben, finally, what is your number one? My number one is Justice League Snyder Cut. Oh, the Snyder Cut? I love the fact that they showed the scenes that Jack Snyder had filmed. But they, but they were all in like different lighting and stuff. And, I, I saw that. Yeah, and you could, you could, for some of them, you could tell that they were the scenes used in the film. But there was also the scenes that weren't used in the actual film that you could tell they were different. And I just really enjoyed the fact that they were different. And I loved how he showed a different light to every character. And okay. Yeah, I just loved the variation. Okay, so uh, will you be joining us on Saturday for our full Marvel Roundup? I think so, yeah. Okay, so uh, say goodbye, Ben. um, Goodbye. But the podcast will not be ending now as we have got Joe with us. Uh, Hello, everyone. Um, so, we're going to be talking about gaming today, and, um, how many games do you have in mind, though? I think I have three. Um, okay. I've done quite a lot on all of them, so. Okay, um, so, um, we, I've only got one, so you, so you might as well start it, right? Alright, sure. So, uh, <laughs> the first one's FIFA 21. There's Sorry about that, I um, just had a bit of an interruption in my room, but uh, I'll just restart completely. So, well, there's only a few things I'd like to say about this game, because a lot of you already know half the things about I'm about to say, but if not more. But uh, getting more to the point, I think that FIFA would have to be one of my favourite games. Is, but I'm, I'm more or less addicted to it. Um, and anyway, it's a really uh, good game because of... One, because of the graphics, I just think they're really good considering uh, it's it's not guaranteeing that your graphic, um, that some games depend on your TV or whatever you, you or whatever your screen is, but FIFA uh, sort of works with your uh, monitors, TV, or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's just a really good football game and I highly recommend it if you uh, like football. All right. Um, what would you rate out of 10? Uh, I'd say it's about a 9 out of 10. Okay. <clears throat> so, Joe actually has two games. And I have yeah, two, two games, games, as he's going to talk about Rocket League again. Yeah, because of Season of 2, of course. And yeah. uh, now I have can talk about Rocket League as well. Um, So, my game is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, while uh, wa- yeah, widely renowned as one of the best Nintendo games ever, it isn't the best Nintendo game ever. But it's a really fun game, and 
I love how you get to grind with all the people and you get to meet and all the people that are in it are just so you can tell that someone's put so much effort into it and the graphics are so good and I personally haven't reached the end of it but yet but I've tried and it's it's really good so I I really recommend playing it uh, and I give it a 9 out of 10 as well Alright, so I should I should get straight into Rocket League but I'd say it as a yes, but um Yes. It's the second time I'm talking about Rocket League obviously in the podcast, but so I won't be saying too much, but um it is in fact my favourite game. I also uh, love the price of this game. But I don't know what the price uh, I think I think it's free on the eShop, at least it was. It's free on Nintendo, and yeah. I'm not. I think it could cost some money on uh, PS4. Well, I'm not sure about PS5, but I'm guessing it's the same. Uh, so on Xbox is twelve ninety nine, I think. Yeah. Um. So there's not much that I can say about uh, Rocket League. It's it's pretty much the easiest game to explain. As all it is is cars that you as basically football players and. You can do duos, singles, you can do uh, uh, um, trios, and I forgot what the other one's called, but you basically have these boosts that lay around on your pitch, and some give you 100 boosts, and some give you 12, so what they do is you, uh, you can go faster when you use them, so... Like, when you kick off, you may be able to get the ball before someone else if you use your boots and they don't. So, uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. C- can I please say something? Yeah, sure. So, I do not play this game often because I'm terrible at it. I'm pretty sure that the controls on Xbox are a bit better on Switch than on Switch, but I'm so bad at it. I, I tried playing a tournament against CPUs and... <laughs> I, I think my team is Tex and Wolfman, I think. Tex is yeah, some... Yeah, I, I think it's a lot better uh, when you have live as well. Yeah. Because playing with um, AIs is nowhere near as fun, in my opinion. But, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what would you rate it? rate it? 10 out of 10. I think, because I'm bad at it, I rate it an 8 out of 10. Because I know that a lot of people have re- a lot of fun with this game. But yeah. that's my final game, and but it's not yours, Joe. What's it? What's your final game? All oh, right, was that your game as well then? Yes, yes, it was both of ours. Okay, so uh, my last game is Forza Horizon Four. Ooh, so this, this game is basically a car game when you get to drive around. We've already talked about Forza Horizon on the podcast, but there's a new one, so. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to say that, but you basically just get to drive like a lunatic and you basically earn credits by doing races or just drifting and random stuff like that. And the more credits you save up, the better cars you can get. And um, yeah, basically you can like play with your friends and all of that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, that's it, really. Okay. I'll get an 8 out of 10. Um, well, of course, I can't rate it because I've never played it. So, um, that's your back to pr- practically wrap up the episode. So, uh, say goodbye, Joe. Uh, bye.
Uh, and it's Guy from me. Goodbye.